Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Never gonna give you a... TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. One, two, three. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Who's the winner? Some may say none of them. But let the games begin. Three questions, one winner. It's Cram Session with Mackie, Judd, and Rami. All right. No Rami today. Rami's out at Milwaukee Comedy Festival for the rest of the weekend. But you got Judd, you got myself, Phil, and corrupt judge Jonathan Harrison here to lead us through another cram session. If you're unfamiliar, Jonathan asks us three questions, awards a point to the winner of each question, really based on no parameters at all whatsoever. And no reason it. No logic. No. Yeah, you guys told me there was no requirements for who was going to win when we started this segment. So yeah, there's no rules really. Yeah. At first, I I thought. See, at first, I I thought that your verdict would come on like logic of what Ah. answer made the most sense and who thought I wrote down answers at one time, thinking I've got to research the. And then I realized it was, I believe the kids call it willy nilly. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) This isn't hot routes. By the way, that's a great term. Oh, it's a great term. Willy nilly. What does willy nilly even mean? Yeah, it comes from. Where did it come from? Come see, come saw. Where did that come from? I don't know. It is adding more phrases. To it the is phrase. what it is, Phil. <laughs> okay, Kelly Gamble. <laughs> it, it, is it, 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 it is what it is. Kelly, why'd you have that ball? It is what it is. <laughs> Kelly, why'd you get arrested with a gun? It is what it is. Okay, Kelly, I'm going to go talk to somebody else. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly, why'd you get pulled over in Arizona with a loaded gun in your backseat? <laughs> it is what it is. That happened, right? <laughs> oh, somewhere. It might have been. A, it might have been Atlanta. I forget where. I think I covered it though. <laughs> what? You remember what? Kelly Camp? Kelly no. Camp. I had to write it for the Star Tribune. Kelly Camp. It's amazing. It's got to be written. When if I can get with back in the days when they got arrested on a semi regular basis, it had to be written. We talk about the Vikings third wide receiver situation being kind of interesting now. Go back Whoa. to the Kelly Camp, Kelly Cam, <laughs> Kelly Campbell days. Yep. All right, what do you got for us? First up, I'm bringing back the pie chart of blame, boys. I know one of your favorite things from from the old Mackie and Judd days. Yeah. I want you to give me a pie chart of blame for who deserves the blame for that loss today to the Marlins, as you guys described it. It was an unacceptable loss, five to four, walk off home run. What's your pie chart of blame, boys? Phil, you want to go? Sure. This is emotional. Right All right, now. let me. I gotta, uh, I gotta compose myself. Let me do the Judd thing here. I'm gonna. I'm gonna kind of write this. Are out. you gonna? Although Judd used to do 15 different I slices. Say, <laughs> We're gonna like 2.4 percent to this offensive lat line, but that, that's my favorite. It took pie a chart. lot of time because <laughs> I, I had to get my calculator out because I'm bad at math, which is not my fault. <laughs> Oh, now I've got point three to go. Who gets it? I don't. I did that once. 
<laughs> All right. I'm gonna don't laugh. I'm gonna give you let's see here. I'm gonna I'm gonna put blame on let's go four different entities, okay? I'm gonna give uh five carry the four over there to I just wanna make sure my math is right here. Okay, five. We're gonna go four different entities, okay? Entity number one is Sean Poppin. Gets five percent of the blame. Because if Sean Poppin, who's supposed to be a major league pitcher and a smart guy from Harvard, by the way, why are you mixing those two Harvard. up? Why are you mixing those two up? Harvard is the Stansbury of the East for all you Saved by the Bell listeners out there. Okay, when I wake up in the so Sean Poppin comes in, and your only job is to not blow a seven nothing lead last night to the Marlins. Okay, just don't blow a seven nothing lead to the Marlins. And he comes in, gives up a grand slam in the ninth inning. Nobody out. Loads the bases with nobody out. Grand slam, nobody out. Yeah. And the Twins had to bring in Taylor Rogers two days in a row. Yeah. And thus had to use him three days in a row, which leads to my next blame, which yeah. is Rocco Baldelli gets 10% of the blame for today's loss. Why are you blaming okay? Sean Poppin for today? He didn't do anything today. Sean Poppin. He's gone. He's in Rochester. Sean Poppin. He's back near Harvard. No, stick with me. <laughs> Sean Poppin not being able to get the outs needed in a 7 nothing game against the Marlins led to Taylor Rogers having to pitch last night. Yeah. And then if they needed him today, it'd be three days in a row. So they said, let's, let's, let's back off on Taylor Rogers today. Okay. We'll bring in Sam Dyson off of a flight. Like you can't get off a plane and pitch in a major league baseball game. Oh, no, yeah. Come on. You're yeah. cramped up, oh. jet lagged. It's, it's terrible. I like Which the fans are so They don't even give you food on planes anymore. They give you like peanut mixes with, the those weird sugar cracker things. Well, then I blame the poll ads nope. for being cheap and not sending them on a chartered flight. <laughs> Do you think he flew Southwest Delta? Or uh, I'm going to guess he again? probably flew a uh, Spirit last minute. <laughs> probably had to pay seventy five dollars wow. for a pair of <laughs> shoes. That, that's only going to fuel the cheap poll ad <laughs> theme right there. All right, so I'm I'm blaming. I'm giving ten percent to Rocco Baldelli for putting a jet lagged Sam Dyson in a game. But then I'm going to give I'm going to give ten percent to Sam Dyson for just not being a pro. Okay, get in there, throw some strikes, yeah. be a pro, get yeah. off the plane, yeah. get some guys out. Yep. But you know why he probably because he flew apparently he flew in today, right? He got to the game late. Yeah. Flew in today. Yeah. What time was that trade yesterday? Like three o'clock. Like it was enough yeah. three o'clock our time. Okay, and right he's from he's from the West Coast. Were they on a road trip? Do we yeah, know I where the Giants were? were? Let's see here. Yeah, they still could. No, they were on the East Coast. They were okay. So it was like four o'clock East Coast time. I mean, you get, you get, you're you're rich. You can hop on a charter. You're in you can, Philadelphia. Okay, so so you're 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 you got like six hours until midnight. There's probably plenty of flight options. The uh, the only reason why you wouldn't be able to fly out last night is if you had a high maintenance cat that you couldn't wait on and had to wait overnight to like bring your cat to Miami. I'm giving seventy five percent of the blame <laughs> to Snuckles. Because if Sam Dyson had flown in last this night, so instead of having to wait for talk, Snuckles, so he'd have a good doing. night's sleep. <laughs> he would have pitched better today, I'm and the Twins su- went to blown a four-one lead. I'm actually surprised I'm blaming Phil's Snuckles. going after a cat here. So am I. I'm shocked by what you just I did. Thought, Five, I thought Judd would have been the guy going after the cat. Uh, not, no, I'm not. not no, Snuckles is one cool cat. Five percent Sean Poppin, ten percent Rocco Baldelli, ten percent Sam Dyson, and seventy-five percent Snuckles for being high maintenance. Wow. Gotta bring my cat to Miami. Actually, they the should guy split who the blame. A, who has an Instagram for his own cats is blaming another Instagram cat. Listen, that's neither here wow. nor there. I don't think okay. Snuckles. Wow. I, I I'm think, sensing some hypocrisy. I'm not sure Snuckles is there, though. I thought he traveled Snuckles to all of his road road games. Why would you travel the cat with you? Why wouldn't you just keep it? At he home? brings the cat to the ballpark. 
What? If you get a chance, listen to the last 10 minutes of, he of the Scorner Twin Show today. Oh, yeah. He Snuckles to comes the to the game. He brings Snuckles to the ballpark. What? So just roams I don't know if he brings him to, to every game. No, he like you know he carries him or puts him in a little little carrier. Oh yeah. Okay. So Actually, you're keeping the cat cooped up all the time. Glenn Perkins had a theory a couple years ago. What? I almost guys, want to hear the sound. I this is opening a whole new path. Do you guys really remember confused. a couple years ago? Yeah. When Sam Dyson had the yips with the Rangers. Yes, he's terrible. And. Uh, and yeah. he was available for any team. to he, he got DFA'd, and so any team could just trade or claim him, right? Okay. And the Twins showed some interest, but ultimately they, they backed off oddly. They needed bullpen help, and there was a Thad Levine connection. It made a ton of sense, but then the Giants got him. Okay. And it just it was like, why wouldn't the Twins have him? Because at the time, the Twins' best player, Eduardo Escobar, deathly afraid of cats, Whoa. would run out of any Wait, room with a cat. is this true? Yeah, Eduardo Escobar. No, do we think, deathly afraid so of cats? So are you telling me the twins backed off because of that? Want to keep the, keep, the, keep the clubhouse culture Sam intact? Sam Dyson didn't come here because of Eduardo Escobar. And you want to tell me that Sam Dyson you can't put snuckles brings in, snuckles? And Ed, you can't put snuckles and Eduardo so, Escobar in the same clubhouse. So is snuckles going to be with the team at Target Field tomorrow? Is snuckles in the bullpen? <laughs> Hopefully, on both. And what parts. if he runs away? Well, like there, there's like a lot of places that cat, snuckles could go. It's like those videos where cats get on the field happened in a soccer game recently. Well, that's what absolutely ha- that's why the Cubs didn't win a World Series for like 40 years. Yeah, the, the curse black, of the black, the black cat. cat that ran in front of uh, Santo on deck in New York in '69. So that's snuckles exactly is right. Going to be the reason the Twins won't win a World Series for 40 years. You know, if I was Sam Dyson, I'd develop another pitch, the snuckle ball. I yeah. have I have a lot of questions. Well, first of all, that I'm hoping that costs you the point. Um, <laughs> I've got a lot of questions. So does. Does Snuckles talk as well? Like, can can we go go in if That's Sam Dyson guy. blows a save? Points can we go ask okay, like to the Snuckles, media? Can, can we go ask Snuckles questions? <laughs> bottom Snuckles. bottom line, Snuckles was that supposed to be a changeup? Apparently, Snuckles. Rot- what happened on those fourteen pitches that got the the Marlins back in the game? Good God. Meow, 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 meow. No. No excuses, Snuckles. No excuses. Stop with the excuses. Damn it, Snuckles. All right, Chad, your pie What's chart. What's your pie chart? Ro- Rocco comes out. <laughs> Snuckles did a great job today. I just thought Snuckles was outstanding. I mean, I mean, for a cat, Snuckles is doing just great work. Okay, better clubhouse leader. Snuckles or Adam LaRoche's 13-year-old kid? <laughs> oh, I'm going Snuckles. Oh, Snuckles. it's got to be Snuckles. I'm going yeah, Snuckles. A galvanizing Snuckles. influence. <laughs> Snuckles the cat. All right. I'm going to start from the bottom and work up to, in my pie chart, which is a throwback pie chart, of course. 5%. United Airlines. <laughs> I'm assuming that Sam Dyson tried to take a nap. You know what? The cheap pull has probably stuck him in coach, though. And you know <laughs> how coaches now. Seat. And here's the other problem. He tried to take a nap, but the joker in front of Dyson reclined, oh, and it hit Snuckles. And Snuckles like, meow. And Dyson's like, what the hell? I can't sleep now. So 5%. United. I'm assuming he flew the friendly skies. And boy, are his arms tired, <laughs> as evidenced by that inning against the Marlins today. This is my pie chart. Sorry. This is my pie chart. 5% Derek Falvey. It's just karma. Like you sort of like you sort of went, like you sort of did something, but you didn't do enough, and we all know it. And deep down in Derek's heart, he knows it too. By the way, if they would have gotten Noah Syndergaard and Sam Dyson, Dyson pitches a clean slate today. Absolutely. Baseball yeah, gods absolutely. allow it to happen. Absolutely. So five percent United Airlines, five percent Derek Falvey. Fifteen percent. Rocco, let's quit being so cute with the bullpen. 
I think Duffy came in. First of all, throw Pineda the seventh. But second of all, I think Duffy came in and pitched okay. Just use Duffy as the bridge until it obviously starts to fall apart. Like you're, I get what you're trying to do. It's very 2019. It looks cool. You tell your friends, you call your friends. I got a bridge to a bridge to a bridge. Ah, stop with that. So 15% Rocco. And then, of course, 75%. I'm not going Snuckles. Sam Dyson. Just throw strikes, buddy. Just come in and throw strikes. I get it. You're tired. The flight wasn't good. Perhaps we'll find out Snuckles was lost. I don't know. Oh, boy. Snuckles is lost. This season's gone. But anyway, Sam Dyson, just come on. Throw a strike. It's the Marlins. It's not the 27 <laughs> Yankees. It's not Ruth and Gehrig are coming up next. But first, we got a message from our sponsor. So come on. Sam Dyson, 75%. I'm going to give the point to Judd here, not because of the snuckleball comment, although that's a very leading contributor to Judd getting the point, but I just wanted to see who would give the most blame to Sam Dyson here. I just want to blame the new guy. You know, uh, did you know Snuckles actually played in jazz band in high school? You know what the name of the band was? What's that? Brass Snuckles. Wow. Next question. Cats do live a long time, so they could get to high school. <laughs> Hey, can we, uh, speaking of Glenn Perkins, just talk about this event coming up on Tuesday before we continue on with Cram Session? Of course we All right, can. Tuesday at Modest Brewing, if you if you want to come up and gonna uh, be there? give us some snuckles. You know what? I say throw Perkins out. Let's get snuckles at the event. <laughs> the Scorner Twin Show. Well, the Scorner Twin Show is taping live the Glenn Perkins edition of the Scorner Twin Show with Glenn, myself, Phil Mackey, Judd Zolgad, Rami Makhlouf, and Derek Wetmore. Tuesday, this upcoming Tuesday, at Modest Brewing between 5 and 7 o'clock p.m. before that Twins-Braves game. And tickets are free. Free, free, free. But you got to sign up at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Scorenorth.com slash Glenn. And you get you can sign up, sign yourself up, friends, whatever. Uh, we're going to cap it at a certain point here. And we're getting close to that point, but we're still uh, feeling pretty generous. We'll keep We'll keep the doors open. But we'll give you a free beer from Modest. We'll have other giveaways taking place, and uh, we'll have an open mic for you to ask questions to a three-time Major League All-Star or uh, or Judd. You can ask Judd questions. I want, well, I'm so. telling you, I want Snuckles there. <laughs> what is the stop us from jumping on the Snuckles bandwagon? Well, I, I, I'm, a cat, I, I've already followed, I followed him on Instagram now. You're a cat so. guy. <laughs> I used to be a cat guy. I'm a dog guy now, but I could see going back and being a cat guy for Snuckles. If we taught you how to open an Instagram account, would you want one for yourself or would you want one for the dog? Stella would probably use it more than me, but I'd probably take it uh, for myself, okay. probably. We'll get to questions two and three of Cram Session when we come back here. <laughs> Mackie and Jeb with Rami on the all-new Score North and the Score North Mobile. That one is a Yeah, Twins uh, blew a 4-1 lead in the ninth to the Marlins and lost next innings. We're in the middle of a cram session here. Judd has the first point. We got two more questions, Jonathan. Let's fire it back up. All right. The Hall of Fame game is tonight, boys. So where does that rank on the football is backlist? By the way, the Broncos coach is coaching while he's trying to pass a kidney stone. Oh, Vic Fan, because yeah. he's a defensive That's football. Because yeah. de- defensive guys, nothing stops. He's him. been in a, I think he's been in like a Cleveland area hospital all day trying to pass a kidney stone, and it's still not passed. He's going to coach the game. Mike Zimmer was going blind, yeah. and coached. 
Yeah, that's that. This These is are nuts. This is as football as football gets. Well, I mean, wasn't it Ronnie Lott who had part of a finger amputated? Yeah, These guys are ridiculous. Who would do that? Yeah, not me. Like if I had to do do the show and they're like, we're gonna Sorry. have to amputate your finger, Judd, I'd be like, okay, cool. Um, Athlete challenge. <laughs> okay, I didn't say that. That's verbally binding. I was only kidding. Keanu I was just, did it. Why can't you? I was. All, that's a good point. Keanu is who? Johnny Utah. John Wick. John Wick. In the last I'm movie. Not, okay. Spoilers. Whatever. Um, where does it rank on the footballer's backlist? I have to, uh, as much as I love uh, the gridiron in football, I have to say it doesn't rank. It doesn't. This is a stupid game that shouldn't be played. That The best Hall of Fame game in the last um, five years or so was the one where they went on the field and realized the turf was not safe and just canceled <laughs> the game and said Packers. It was the Packers and, like, I don't know, Saints. And they just said, go home. We're not playing this thing. This game is just a complete waste of time. It causes teams to actually go to training camp a week before, which is just stupid. The Listen, I think the preseason should be two games. I accept the fact that now it's four, and I accept the fact that within the next, I don't know, a few days, those games will start to be played. But this does not rank at all on my list. Um, okay. <clears throat> You've been taking notes. <laughs> No, I'm actually preparing for the third question. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's because, that some time. Because yeah. my answer to the second question is, I just asked Judd. I, look, I, I looked at Jonathan's second question before, because you emailed these to us. and I, like, right before I, I said, wait a second, the Hall of Fame game is tonight? And Judd's like, yeah, like the, the football Hall of Fame game is tonight. So my answer is, uh, where does it rank on the footballer's backlist? It's not even on my list. Because I didn't know that it was happening. So if I'm making a list of things that signify football is back, I would say training camp for sure, when you can hear the the crack of pads. like the, I would say even the first Vikings night practice, which takes place this Saturday night, this right? Saturday night, yeah. Under like the that ranks higher up for sure. Um, the, the, once, we, once we get past, because usually the regular season starts after Labor Day, once we get past the official end of summer, like, not the official, the, the unofficial official end of summer. Like the state fair for me, that's football. The Hall of Fame game, I. Good luck, people watching that thing tonight. People will watch it. Probably out. Is and that good? And they'll bet on it. Is this NBC? Oh, I'm sure yeah, it's NBC. So are we going to get our first Chris Collinsworth slide, slide into in. the camera shot tonight? Yes. Yeah, we're obviously we're going to. Well, you guys both had the same answer, so half a point to each of you. Okay. Yeah! <laughs> I didn't really know how to score that one. All right, so I'm stealing a question here for the third question from an Ask Reddit I saw the other day. Aliens have finally contacted Earth and requested one person to represent the planet to talk to them, ask questions, and answer theirs. I'm giving you guys three people. You have to choose one Scornor staff member, one Minnesota head coach, and one Minnesota player as your three representatives for Earth. Can I ask a couple questions first here? Because yeah. I've, I've seen nothing about this Reddit thread. So aliens have contacted Earth, and they're requesting one person to represent the planet and talk to them. So so we're picking three, right? Yep. Now, are we, like, going up to a spaceship? Uh, ship? Are we... Sure. Are, are, what, are we, what are the no, parameters the here? no Because it, it matters. Like, I, I need to know who I'm sending. If, if, if they're coming down here and it's a home game? It's a home game, yeah. They're going to come down here. Are they threatening? No. They just want to know about us. They're willing to answer any questions that we have for them. I'm still, I feel a little, I, I feel like we need a little bit. So here's my list, all right? I'm thinking okay. I need, there, needs to, there needs to be some muscle, some brains, and some beer. All right? Because I, I just want to make like sure. Sounds like Judd's on the list. Yeah, I just I want, to go. Well, actually, the, the, the beer is Judd. I'm, I'm picking Judd to represent Score North. Someone's got to bring the beer, and that's Judd. Yep. And I'm saying muscle, brains, and beer because you got to prepare for everything here. 
If they just want to kind of party, hey, we're aliens. It's taken us 70 light years to come and find you. Let's pop open some bottles, right? Well, Judd's going to provide the beer. What is a bottle? If they want. <laughs> I have your bottles. <laughs> Give me that. I have an opener on my face. If they want to negotiate, if they want, if I need some brains, mm-hmm. right? If they want to negotiate something, I need the smartest, most established local Minnesota head coach. I need Cheryl Reeve. Okay, I just want some someone who can handle a tense situation. So they mess up and she starts yelling at him. That's, I just want someone rotate. Who can, I said who, rotate. Who can take control in the room. He said Cheryl Reeve, not Tibbs. Uh, actually, I saw Cheryl coach a game this year. She uh, she can get on. Oh, she's yeah. She's not. She's a jacket thrower. Yeah. 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 yeah it was It wasn't what I necessarily thought I'd but see. Since we're preparing for everything, we're preparing for the party. Judd's going to bring the beer. We're preparing for some sort of negotiation or mm-hmm. discussion. Cheryl, if they want to fight, I need some muscle. Linball Joseph Ooh. took a bullet to the leg in a nightclub and like still played football a couple weeks later. Okay, Linball Joseph is my muscle. Cheryl Reeve is my brains. And Judd's bringing the beer. Surprise for muscle. He didn't go the right tackle for the Gophers. Oh, oh, that guy's huge. He's big. What's his name? I don't know. I have n- Falala? Like Daniel Falala or something. Falala or something like Falala. that, yeah. Falala. Yeah. Sounds good. A little too big. I need some agility. A little too big. I need some agility with my right tackle. Ask our boy Mike Grimm. He, he can pronounce it. All right. So um, I don't have questions because I, I've got a strategy here. I don't like guests. <laughs> So I want to scare them off. Like I want them to land here, but I I don't want them to stay. I don't like people coming to my house. I don't like I don't like guests. Leave me alone. So it's very simple. I'm going and representing the station, okay? Because they're going to so be both like have Judd representing so the station. They're going to be like we don't. We're not going to hang around if this is the guy. Like this is intelligent life. I'll be like, hey boys, what's up? I'm taking Zimmel. They're along. like, why are you wearing an Iowa State hoodie? Yeah, exactly. Like, what's Iowa State? What's Iowa State? <laughs> I'm taking Zim along because Zim will represent, you know, Zim will tell you, you want to talk about football, my defense. They're going to be like, wait, what? what? We just, we've been, all these years we've tried to get to planet Earth and this is what you want to talk about. So Zim, and plus Zim will just be, Zim will, Zim will drink wine, I'll drink beer. And then, okay, but I'm going to hedge my bets because let's say they like, or get, like sort of foul mouthed, bad mood people. And they're like, this is great. This is what we like. My athlete. I'm taking Kirk Cousins. Because Kirk's going to explain to them all about life, and they're going to be like, we're out of here. Kirk's going to be like, he's going to be like Kirk with is kind Thielen. of an alien, isn't he? Like, yeah, he's he's going to be like a little with too white. Thielen, though, he's going to like show them, here's how you run a football route, and here's what life means. And they're going to be like, oh, God, fire, Betty, fire up the spaceship. We're going home. If you have these rocks outside your house. Yeah, exactly. Like, they're going to be like, you do. We thought we were weird, but you're much weirder. We're getting out of here, Betty. Fire up the spaceship. Yeah, People on Earth don't know what that meat was on his grill, but those aliens definitely know what that meat <laughs> exactly. is. Exactly. Right? How did you get our meat? If somebody were to tell you that he, that you he, gotta, you gotta save that from yourself. That Kirk Cousins is an I alien that was sent to throw for four thousand yards, right. twenty nine touchdowns, and finish eight and eight every year and grill weird meat on his grill. We forgot to design him with the knowledge of when pressure was coming from the backside. <laughs> it was the flaw. We found the flaw. <laughs> Runs out of battery power at night (laughs) on national TV. (laughs) Bright lights scare him away. (laughs) All right, Crop Judge, what do you got? I don't want to scare him away because I want the intelligent life to stay here and help us progress into the future. So I'm going to go with Phil here because I don't want to scare him away. So 
Seems like Phil wins today by half a point. I believe we just tied, though, didn't we? Oh, yeah, you did. Yeah, it's a tie today. So it's a, it's a tie. I know we initially said in the cram session uh, Bible that a tie results in a trivia question, but I'm guessing you don't have a trivia question. <laughs> Wasn't for planning us. a trivia question so with two people. It is a tie, a cram session <laughs> tie. Got a draw. I love how you thought Phil won, and then Phil's like, "No, it's a tie." <laughs> I could I should have just taken the taken the one. But our loyal listener uh, Marcus, who keeps track of the cram session stats, would have picked up on that. Phil has so. to add a tie column now. Speaking of Mike Zimmer, this was what Mike Zimmer said about. The defense My and defense. Uh, his perception of how the defense is playing so far in training camp. Now we got to play better on defense when we're playing right now. We need to play a lot better. Our offense has got a lot of a lot of uh, grit and fight, and uh, I haven't seen it much out of the defense yet. So that's where my major concern is at this point. I like give it just an in fairness here. I know that he's looking for things to motivate with, right. and right, it's training camp, and but can you even really tell? How, how do you know if your defense is playing poorly a week into camp when most of the drills you're doing are not padded drills? Don't you think it's twofold? He knows he controls that side of the ball, right? So I, I think you're right. I think it's an attempt by Zim to motivate his defense. But I also think it's an attempt to tell the offense and Kubiak's guys, you're doing a nice job. You're doing a good job. I think it's very twofold. I think it's a week or so in. And Mike, Mike knows that if, if he alienates the offense that that's not going to work he needs them really badly so i think i think he's picking on a group he knows can absolutely take it and is not going to care that much while motivating through a positive the offense it's it's strategic it's but it's great because i love it because after a summer of hearing Rocco, you know, praise everybody and their brother you know tyler duffy yeah gave up eight runs but you don't i mean he pitched fantastic right I love this. It's great, but I think it's it's very much a, a guy who a year ago knows in some ways he lost his team. His defense, he's not going to lose them for sure. But to pat the offense on the back then and Kubiak's guys and Al Gary's guys are looking pretty good against my defense. I think it makes perfect sense. What have we learned? I think the thing I'm most curious about defensively is this: Anthony Barr. Anthony Barr agreed to a deal with the Jets, and then there was a weird period where he had regret, came back, took less money to play for the Vikings. And I think we all agreed it makes sense to bring Anthony Barr back for a lot of money, but only if you use him differently. Only if he is rushing the passer on a more regular basis or you have to tweak his role. Have we learned anything about Anthony Barr in the first week plus of training camp and what his role might be? I think that's absolutely zero. Because a year ago, I believe we went through this whole thing of he was working with the defensive line at times and we all thought, okay, here it it comes. They're going to unleash Barr. And they didn't. So no, and the thing, in my opinion, you're right. But I'm very curious because Zim believes in what Zim does so much. I agree with what you just said, but I'm really curious to see how, how far they go down that path because I can't sit here and guarantee you that that his role is going to change to our eyes in a huge way. Financially, I think it probably should, but I don't know that. I don't know that. I would not. I'm not going to be absolutely shocked if Zim's like I. He he does. He does what I want. I'm going to continue to use him in that role. Yeah. But you know what? He's not going to have. I don't know. Take your pick. Five sacks. Yeah. They're also. Ju- they're just walking a really fine line in that they're set up with Mike Zimmer, defensive coach, all the different pieces that they pumped money into defensively. They don't have a top ten quarterback. Let's be honest. He's he's a he's a league average quarterback who puts up 
big fantasy numbers and they're trying to insulate him, mm-hmm. that if they don't have one of the two or three best defenses in the NFL, and you might even be able to say if they just don't flat out have the best defense in the NFL, it's hard to see a path to Super Bowl. And I and I keep going back to what is your stated goal? I said this with the Twins. What's your stated goal? Is it World Series? Because if it's World Series, you probably can't roll out Jake Odorizzi as your number two starting pitcher against what? what you can't run out Kyle Gibson against Zach Greinke. You know if that's how it's matching up. And so if your stated goal is to win a Super Bowl, you probably have to have a once in a decade good defense with this team. It's either that or you have an offensive system that elevates a quarterback to places that he hasn't been so far, like winning in primetime, winning against good teams, being better on third down. And so I'm just, this is a really interesting mix. It feels like this Vikings, it's, it's almost like they're teetering on the edge of, man, they could do some big things and they could make a run in the playoffs, but they could also have a couple wheels come off and fire a coach at the end of the season or fire a general manager. It's just a really interesting point in in Vikings history right now. I think the non-stated internal goal privately with those guys has to be this. Your your defense is outstanding. It goes back to 2017. Now, 2018 is weird, Phil, because those first four games, the defense did not play well. I think statistically, if you take uh, game five on, it played well. But your hope has to be that, that your defense replicates what it did in the 13-3 and season. And then Cousins is insulated enough between the system and the personnel around him to be as good as Keenum was in 2017. But the step has to be then, can Cousins in in the playoffs take it to where Case couldn't? And I don't... Here's the thing. I don't know that the answer to any of that second part is yes. I don't. Case Keenum had a magical, fun pop-up year, which I, I would not have expected to continue. But can you really take Cousins now and just say, all right, Kirk, do that, and then go into the playoffs, where, by the way, the pressure ratchets up tenfold, right? On a guy who has basically proven he's not great with pressure? And can he take you, along with that defense, to a Super Bowl? I want to know, too. Maybe, I know. maybe uh I think th- no, but th- I don't know. This would be a, a fun study to see done. Have there been any quarterbacks, when you look at Kirk Cousins' body of work to this point in his career, and he's noticeably better on first down than third down. He's not good on third down. You look at him on third down compared to the top quarterbacks in the league, like the Drew Breeses and the Tom Brady's, and there's a considerable considerable gap. He's not good against winning teams. He's not good in primetime. Are there examples of quarterbacks that got to this age, to, to where you're six, seven years in the league, and you're 29, 30 years old, and all of a sudden, like... Something changed. Your circumstances, the coaching, whatever it was, where you couldn't beat teams on Sunday night and you were bad on third down, but then it flipped when you were 31 or 32 years old. In this era, though, I think my guess, without doing the research myself, is the answer is no. Like some of those things, I, th- I, I think know what you're saying, but. Because you can play quarterback till you're 40 now, so there's a lot of room to improve, but I, I do wonder where that line is of once you get to a certain point okay, and tell, you just tell me the this. League, Give me the name of a quarterback who in this era has developed and not had basically from day one the it factor in this era. Who got who developed the it factor, the it factor. later? Yeah. Russell Wilson had it from day one. Randall, Third round Randall, pick. Randall, Randall Cunningham and well he had the it factor early. I was gonna say ninety eight Randall Cunningham, but he had the it factor with the Eagles in the late and eighties too. I, I would say two thousand basically four or five and beyond. Rich Gannon. Yeah, and that got it in he was done in two thousand early two thousands. Rich Gannon Rich but, Gannon yeah, was a, kind of a 
journeyman backup type, and then in his 30s, all of a sudden, boom. But it helps to have, he had Tim Brown, Jerry Rice late in his career. He had a couple great pass-catching running backs out of the backfield. I'm not trying to take away from Rich Gannon, but Rich Gannon won an MVP award and had a great offensive support system around him. Which is what the Vikings are trying to do for Cousins now, a year later. Yeah. By the way, Field Yates tweeted this earlier today. Mm -hmm. One of the great football names in football. He'll be watching tonight, by the way. Oh, yeah. Field Yates ain't going to miss Multiple the Multiple monitors, game. yep. Longest active streak of 4,000-plus passing yards in a season. Matt Ryan, number one, with eight consecutive 4,000-yard passing seasons. Phillip Rivers, number two, at six. And Kirk Cousins has the third longest active 4,000-yard streak at four. Now that Drew Brees, because Drew Brees didn't even get to 4,000 last year. Uh, Tom Brady is uh, only at two, and Ben Roethlisberger at two. So, fantasy stats. I was going to say, what are you telling me? Yep. We will wrap with Roycey when we come back. Get his thoughts 24 hours after Twins trade deadline. Talk about other things. Federated Mutual Insurance Company is here to help all you business owners out there. If you're a business owner listening to Mackie and Judd with Rami, and I've been one myself, this is a company that you should probably do some research on if you haven't already. I mean, Federated's been around here uh, in the Twin Cities, but based in Owatonna for over a century. And that's what you get. You benefit from over a century of experience in making businesses as successful as they can be. It just helps tremendously to have an insurance company that gives you peace of mind as you navigate the challenges of running a business. So if you're a business owner, I recommend Federated Insurance and going to federatedinsurance.com to find out more about the industries that they protect. You can go there's just a full list of industries they protect. Um, you get a face-to-face relationship. You get more than just the bare minimum. You don't just get a policy. Insurance is a necessity for a business. Make sure you have an insurance company that backs you and one that you feel comfortable with. Federated Insurance. It's our business to protect yours. 542 here at Score North. Jonathan here with the Score North download. It wasn't a great, good, even average debut for Sam Dyson. It was a bad debut. He didn't record an out in 14 pitches while giving up two hits, three walks, and registering three earned runs as he blew a 4-1 lead in the ninth inning for the Twins. And then the Marlins come back and do this. That one is a laser! And it's a walk-off winner for Harold Ramirez! His second walk-off on the homestand, and it's a Marlins win! Not a good way to make your debut for the Mm -hmm. Twins. If you want to talk about Twins... You can join Phil Mackey, Derek Wetmore, Rami Maklov, Judd Zolged, and former Minnesota Twin Glenn Perkins for a special recording of the Scornor Twin Show, Glenn Perkins on Baseball. That'll be Tuesday, August 6th, beginning at 5 p.m. from Modest Brewing Company in Minneapolis. All attendees will receive one complimentary beer courtesy of Modest Brewing Company. There'll be prize giveaways throughout the night. The event is free, but but you must register to win. Register to attend. Easy, easy for you to yeah, say. Everything's easy for me to say. Register right now at scorenorth.com slash Glenn. Thank you, Jonathan. That's what happens when you let a guy pitch right off the plane. Well, Pat, I heard they ran out of snacks on the plane. He showed up to the ballpark hungry. That's what happens. Ah, uh, well, for another reason, he flew in from Philadelphia, people. He didn't fly in from San Francisco on a red eye. He flew in from Philadelphia. It takes, what, an hour and a half to get to Tampa. There was, tur- Pat, there was, there was turbulence on that flight. He found out at 4.30 in the afternoon yesterday that he was traded. So uh, it was not like... Uh, he uh, got back to the hotel at midnight and got two hours sleep and then uh, came uh, flying in. He choked. And what did I say yesterday? 
don't use him as a closer. <laughs> they found out in Texas that he will throw up all over himself, uh, and they ended up having to. He had a ten ERA when Texas had some put the pressure on him. Now he did. He did have a good year before that, but in 2017, he had a uh, ten ERA when they finally got rid of him. Then he went to San Francisco and did okay. But I think I heard Corey Provis tell us today that he had one walk since June something, middle of June. You know, in six weeks, he had one walk, and he immediately walks Curtis Granderson and then walks another guy in the inning. What a choke job for a new twin. There's no, don't make any excuses. He puked all over himself, okay? It's that simple. I don't mean to panic, but that's a really bad loss, too. Well, it is, sure. It's, yeah, it's a bad loss because uh, they, uh, you know, they, Miami went at 13 runners left on base or something. So not, uh, yes. it, it was not a clean bargain. You know, I'm worried about is the shortstop. He looks like he needs to uh, be put on the uh, uh, slab and get uh, a few weeks of uh, IVs or some damn thing. Man, he looks terrible at the plate, doesn't he? The lockup, whew, brutal. And uh, then he had, he had an air, too, and uh, he said, I don't know what his problem is. He's been brutal since the All-Star game. And I was surprised he played today after watching him flail away last night. I thought for sure that Adrian Andre played shortstop today. But no, he was back in there and didn't do anything once again. So uh, he's, uh, you know, he's still hitting him two or three, and uh, he's hitting like uh, he's hitting ten. So. I thought we'd like to get, get guys rest, Pat. I, I thought I thought I we like naps, a lot of naps, a lot of time off. Remember, recovery. Oh, he had some wonderful. He had some wonderful quotes this morning about who was it this morning? He was talking about getting them off his feet. Oh, the uh, oh, he took Barrios out of the game because it's so much more of a grind when you have to hit twice or whatever it was. He just is on sports today about Barrios yes. and why he took him out after eighty pitches. Yes, he's got to run. It's so exhausting. <laughs> Hey, drawing that drawing that walk guest everybody. I mean, when you draw oh, yeah. a walk, you don't know how much work that is to draw. You're watching the ball go by. Your eyes are tired. Especially a guy, especially a guy like Barrios, who's probably about the fourth best athlete on the team. You know, we, during the winter, we get to see him pushing trucks through the streets. But, but boy, he can't be up there batting twice during a game and be expected to last longer than eighty pitches. Uh, that was uh, that stuff was hilarious, but uh, yeah, they could have came home six and one on that road trip, and have, they they and would have done exactly what you have to do, I guess, Miami, because they have pretty good pitching and horrible hitting, and uh, to have uh, this, I, I really haven't seen what Rocco's quotes are uh, on uh, on pitching them that way. If you're going to pitch Tyson, I don't know why you have him finish because he's not a closer. But anyway, uh, people who are trying to blame this on Rocco for bringing him in because he's new to the team, they didn't fly his ass to Miami because he wasn't going to be available. If he wasn't going to be available, they would have had him fly from Philadelphia to Minneapolis and join the team tomorrow and kept another pitcher on the team. They flew him in for the express purpose of having him available to pitch, and he knew that when he arrived at the ballpark. Yeah. By the way, Rocco said, quote, it made sense to get him in the game. It's a fairly high-leverage situation. He's going to pitch in big spots like that for us the rest of the year. I thought it fit well. So he did acknowledge that he's, yeah. he's going to get second-guessed for it, but he said it fit well. I put him in, and there you go. Yeah. yeah, but 
but now did we make any exclusives for them? Uh, did we, uh, we did, did Rock Hill come up with some, some reason for, uh, for the fact that he walked two guys after not walking anybody? He's had, I think he's had nine walks all year, never more than one in a game, and, uh, and then he goes out there. And I, it just drives me nuts that these guys get ahead one and two in the count and then don't go after people. It's, you know, the, the new way of pitching baseball is that you got to hit the little tiny outside quadrant uh, with every pitch instead of being ahead in the count to a guy like Granderson. Go after him instead of screwing around like he did and uh, walked him. Uh, he was ahead one of two in the count, I believe. Maybe I'm wrong, but I know he was ahead to, to the uh, seven guy walked one and two. Yeah. Go after somebody, you dumbhead. <laughs> Pat, I think if, if if the Twins did have to play a playoff series right now, I think Michael Pineda might be their number two starter, just based on how he's pitched the last couple months. Where are you at with Michael Pineda now, now that you've watched him for a while? Yeah, he, I was really down on him because uh, I didn't think he'd be able to get to the finish line as huge as he is. But, uh, you know, I didn't really think he had his real good stuff today, and he gives up one run in the last six innings, and... Uh, you know, he wasn't as sharp as he had, but, but yeah, it turned out to be good. I agree with you. I think uh, I think Gibby's throwing the ball okay, too. Uh, lately, he, you know, certainly didn't against the Yankees, but uh, I think he's throwing the ball okay, too. But I, Panana probably would be my second starter, yes. I think so, because he's, uh, I mean, that slider, when he's got his slider, it's awful good, and then he's got the, you know, he's got that sucker that uh, he can get guys to hit ground balls. By the way, they shifted themselves out of a double play when Rogers came in, too. Did you see that? Yes, they did. Yes. Uh, Polanco, when, yeah. When you're in, yep. I know that the shift works and all that crap, mm-hmm. but when you're in a double play situation, you have to, you know, if you're looking for a double play, you have to play in double play position, and they shifted him into the hole, and they didn't cover the routine ground ball to shortstop, and that. You know, that tied the game right there. So, to me, it, if it's a double play situation, you have to play more traditionally than you normally do. Have you heard I mean, the in latest? A big, in a big double play situation. Patrick, have you heard the uh, the the latest criticism from our guy, Zim? What? Who's he got at now? Here, Phil, can, can you play it? You're going to love this. Man, we got to play better on defense when we're playing right now. We need to play a lot better. Our offense has got a lot of. A lot of uh, grit and fight, and uh, I haven't seen him much out of the defense yet. So that's where my ma- major concern is at this point. He's mad at his defense now. Man, he's on fire this training camp. We're not looking good in practice. Huh? These uh, these seven on seven drills or whatever the hell they are, we're not looking good. Huh? The cones aren't playing well. Right, Jim. Jim, I tell you, Jim's feisty this 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 year, man. I think Jim's. Uh, Sims is still offended by uh, eight seven and one, and that uh, he must have went back and watched film of that Bears game again, watched the tape of that Bears game to get him nice and grouchy before this before uh, training camp started. He's been grumpier now. Who is uh, who is your favorite training camp coach? Not like Coach Oro, but your favorite training camp coach in Vikings history, Pat. Oh, it's, it's, you mean an assistant or uh, no, just like like like, uh, he, like head, head coach? Head coach and how they are in training camp. Oh man, that would be hard. I love Dicey, but then you know, I kind of like Denny. I like Denny because he gets 
so upset. You know, and I think my favorite moment ever was when uh, uh, the guy Underwood hitchhiked at home after hitchhiked back to Minneapolis after the first practice, and then he wouldn't talk to us after, the, after that practice because he's talking to Marty. Yes, Denny, but your number one draft choice left. If you recall, Pat, he called Demetrius a bonus pick, too. Then he's like, it doesn't really matter because yeah, he's a bonus yeah. pick. Yeah, yeah, it was okay that he hit take home. You know yeah. whose fault that was, don't you? Corey Stringer. Corey Stringer did that morning practice, the yeah. first practice that Demetrius ever had, picked him up and took him about 40 yards down the field about four straight times. Wow. <laughs> Demetrius got on the bus and said, I'm leaving. I'm not. Remember he showed up in fatigue? Yeah. And then he was left, left between practices. Unbelievable. Just, just out of here. See you. Yeah, said I'm done with Saban this. Was, Saban was a Michigan State, too, and begged Denny not to take him. Told him he's a dog. Don't take him. Denny took him anyway. He's too smart. Yeah. It's amazing. Uh, all right, Pat. Yeah, bad loss today. Bad loss. And uh, go ahead, bad mouth Sam Dyson, folks. He deserves it. That was uh, that was a horrible debut. I can't. Yeah, think. It was a middle seat. It's tough. It's it's tough to you to fly in a middle, middle seat. seat. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure Mike Herman couldn't get him an aisle uh, back there and count coach when he flew on all the way from Philadelphia. For goodness sake, Dyson's cat very upset. Yeah, I see the cat guy too. Man, I hate cats. <laughs> He's already got problems with me. I don't trust cats. This might not work out well. This, this might be Tommy Hurd two point you ever see a cat that wasn't up to no good? <laughs> Mackie's got cats, so I don't know. I like cats, but they're yeah. definitely very suspicious. They're very suspicious. <laughs> cats hate people. They're up to no good. Yeah, they're always they're always looking at you sideways. Cats you know? hate people. Dogs love people. Cats hate people. They're always licking themselves. It's weird. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> On that note. Yeah. All right, Pat. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. All right. Goodbye. You really teed up Royce with that line? That could have gone anywhere. <laughs> Uh, I'm telling you, if you want a full breakdown of Sam Dyson's cat's Instagram, the last 10 minutes of Glenn Perkins on baseball, the Scorner Twin Show. I gotta hear this. Yeah, it'll get your fix. I can't believe the cat's gonna be at the stadium. Rod Carew once bought, uh, once brought a cat to the Twins clubhouse specifically to mess with Eduardo Escobar. Rod Carew did? Yeah. Glenn tells the story. We have the state fair coming up. Can we get the new guy, Sam Dyson, with his cat out at the state fair on our booth? We'll put in a request. Wearing it's got to happen. Wearing right? a twins jersey. Yeah, I mean the cat, little twin scarf. Do we have headphones for the cat the to wear? Scarf. If that cat wears a scarf, it's dead to Roycey. <laughs> he already hates cats. Imagine a cat with hey, a get, scarf. Get the cat a, a soccer scarf. Yeah, I'm sure we can arrange that. <laughs> cats would wear that, by the way. Cats are scarf. I I could see you a cat wearing cats. a scarf. Stop at stop. I grew up with like a cat. I grew up with a cat. Tinkerbell was her name. Okay, I'm not kidding. Tinkerbell. You. Tinkerbell. Yeah. 
Lived a long life. Man, that cat lived for a long time. <laughs> they usually do. No, I know. 18 years, I think, before she croaked. That's all I got for you guys. On that note. All right. So cat update. See you. Write that down tomorrow. You can find Mackie and Chubb with Rami on demand anywhere you find your favorite podcast and the Score North mobile app. It was great today.